we've been talking about the life of Paul and we've been going through a whole lot of history and you're like, okay, what does that apply to me? And I think this one is really, really going to apply to you because depending on what you are facing right now, I'm sure you've got some kind of challenge. You've got something ahead of you and you're saying like, is this what God has in mind for me or does God have bigger plans for me? God in this section that we're going to look at is preparing Paul, I believe, for to do such amazing things. So God has already prepared Paul in a couple different ways. First of all, he is born in this family that is very, very strict. So they would have understood the scriptures very, very well. They would have read the Torah regularly. They would have spent time in the synagogue. They would have, have gone through prayers. And you can even see that like in Corinthians. He's taking Jewish prayers and kind of applying it to Christ. And so he's laying this foundation that he says he already finds this zealous person. So he's preparing Paul in that way. He's preparing Paul in another way in that not only is he Jewish, but he's a Roman citizen. And we know from other places and other sources that some of the philosophers, the Greek philosophers under persecution had to flee to different places. And one of those places was Tarsus. So later on when he's talking in, um, in Athens or he's talking to the Greek philosophers, it is not a surprise that Paul is able to go toe for toe for them. In fact, Paul is trained under one of the great rabbis of the day, Gamaliel. And so we have all these things kind of adding up. Plus, he's an intellectual giant. He is able to lecture. He's able to argue. He is able to articulate his points. He knows scripture from memory. He's able to preach. He's able to um, do amazing things and, and suffer in a great amount of stuff. So suffering, plus he's Jewish, plus he's Roman. He understands all these languages. All these things are coming to a head right now. So God takes this man who is so against the Christian faith and so against Jesus and totally flips him around. And you can imagine that in your own life. God has flipped around every one of us. That's really what repentance is. It's changing of direction. And he's taken Paul and says, I've got a new use for you. And so Paul's excited, right? Remember, he went to go to preach immediately and then he spends time in Arabia and then he goes back and he's ready to preach. He's ready to hit it. And God says, not yet. Um, so he, people threaten to kill him. So he leaves and he goes to Jerusalem and he's ready to preach. He's ready to go at it. And God says, not yet. And my guess in your life is you've had plenty of moments where you're kind of like ready to go. And God says, not quite yet. I have some preparing to do for the bigger plans that I have in mind. We see this a lot in, in history. And then I want to get to what, how God used that time. I was reading a Malcolm Gladwell book. This is a number of years ago, but he talked about the 10,000 hour rule, which is basically to become an expert in a field, you need 10,000 hours. I'm like, okay. So he gave examples and it's Malcolm Gladwell. So it's always a little bit of a stretch and push here, but he said the Beatles, for example, played 10,000 hours worth of shows. Um, I read a book by Steve Martin, Born Standing Up, if you've ever read that book. He talks about all the groundwork that happened as a comedian and testing these jokes and doing all these things. And then the moment came, he said, of wild success. And the problem was when he's at this high point is he can't even test his jokes anymore because he's supposed to be funny. That's kind of a hard deal. Instead of practice, 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 go. This is how God does this, I think, in the Apostle Paul's life. He now knows that Jesus is the true God. And so in Jerusalem, remember, he starts to preach and he's about to die. And so the Christians there say, listen, you got to go. You're such a hot button person. You got to get out of here. So they send him all the way to Tarsus in modern day Turkey. And he starts to spend time there. What would he do there? We can only guess, but I would guess a number of things. Um, he spends time in the family business. He's a tent maker. And they take goat hair and they make different tents for like travelers. And because if there's no hotels, you have to kind of carry your traveler with you, um, your tent with you. So he, I would guess he works in the family business, spent time in scriptures, connecting what he knew from memory, connecting what he saw like in Isaiah, I'm a light to the Gentiles, right? And connecting that to what is reality in Jesus. And sometimes that takes one to maybe 10,000 hours. He is in, and maybe you don't know this, but the Apostle Paul from that moment 
is in Tarsus for roughly eight to ten years. Eight to ten years, I'm sure he was still preaching. I'm sure he's trying to convert him because we hear about some churches. But for the most part, I would guess God was just using that time for him to refine his skill and refine his understanding and to grow closer and closer to him because the things that God calls him to do and the suffering he is about to embark on takes a deep, deep base in Christ and an understanding that this is absolutely true in all the connections of the Old Testament. So where's the takeaway for you? Where God has you right now, I am not sure. But maybe God has big, way, way bigger things for you. And this is just a time of learning, right? It's not leadership and where we're at in life isn't just mountain to mountain to mountain. Sometimes there's a point in the valley where God grows us. That's where the grass is, someone just told me. And so fill up on God's grace. Fill up on understanding of who Jesus is. Grow closer and closer to him so that you are ready when the moment comes when God has bigger things for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you for Paul. Uh, We see an example of someone who is zealous and you see someone who so many things lined up to prepare for a moment in time so that he could be your missionary and your instrument. We pray that we take this time, if it's a downtime, seriously so that we grow closer to you, we grow closer uh, and grow in our abilities so that when the moment comes and we're able to do that, we can shine and not shine for our own glory, but instead you are a light to the Gentiles and we can be a light to this world through our witness of you and what Christ has done for each of us on the cross. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. We would love it if you would leave a review of this podcast. With just a few moments of your time, you could help us spread the message of Jesus. And besides, what else are you going to do? Check your phone, again. Scroll through Instagram, again. Binge something on Netflix. Okay, I'll stop guilting and shaming you, but we'd be so grateful for your review so that more people can hear about the grace of our Savior Jesus. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.